0: the new AM 740.
1: From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil? The boys are back. Let's talk sports.
2: Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM 740. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon as usual with me in studio my co-host Naz Marchese. Good morning Naz. Good morning Wally. How are you? I'm doing fantastic this morning. Uh, certainly an incredible uh, incredible hockey game last night and we we're, we're going to chat about that hockey game but I do want to let the listeners know we've got a a very special show today. We've got some very special guests in studio with us and we're certainly thrilled uh, to have them with us, we will we'll, we'll be talking hockey and basketball, but from the middle of the hour on, we're going to talk, be talking about something that I consider uh, more important in a lot of different ways. We have in studio with us Mary Neelands, who uh, works with the uh, Parkinson's Resource Centre and a fantastic program called Rock Steady Boxing. And also with us in studio, uh, Nathan Langill, Shane McPhee, Mark Gain, and Martha Johnson. Uh, forgive me for saying this, Martha, but I do have to announce you as Martha, uh, Martha and the Muffins. Oh, that's fine. I'm used to that. <laughs> go right in. And uh, these fine people with me this morning um, are people who have Parkinson's disease, and uh, we want to chat with them about that, their experiences, and an incredible program that is, uh, I would say, Mary, uh, sweeping the world. It's called Rock Steady Boxing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we want to talk about how boxing helps out people with Parkinson's. But uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, had an incredible result last night. The Raptors, not a, such a good one, and we have on the line with us to talk about that this morning, former Raptors coach, friend of the Nazanwally Sports Hour, Butch Carter. Good morning, Butch. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, we're doing great, Butch. Uh, big day in Toronto sports yesterday in more ways than one. And let's talk, let's talk the more positive story first. I got Naz in here this morning wearing his Toronto Maple Leaf sweater and his Toronto Blue Jays cap. Let's talk about the Leafs. Uh, Two winners. Butch. Two winners. Uh, incredible game last night. Your thoughts?
3: I mean, it's, it's always when like you go to war in the playoffs and you don't know how young a young teams going to come out. And, and it looks like uh, they recovered from, you know, the shot in the first game, uh, you know, where they had a chance to win. So, it, again, like that experience uh, with those young people, um, you know, I don't know if we've got an injury report on, you know. Um, but I, I thought it was an outstanding win for a young team and kind of sets the stage for them to come home and, and try
4: to do something special. Butch, has uh, Morgan Riley stepped it up or
3: what? Well, you know, you know on your sure we've been a little critical of Morgan, right? And, uh, but, you know, young people have a, have a way of, some of them, that the playoffs fit them better than the regular season and all the games. They can lock down and focus. And clearly, you know, um, what you saw was someone who was extremely focused and was, and was on top of things.
2: I'm, I'm, I, in some ways, I'm shocked by what's happened in the first two games, and in some ways, I'm not shocked. And, I, and uh, I, I'm not so sure we could have predicted that the Leafs would have been able to handle themselves with as much poise as they have, given their lack of experience. So, you know, let's give credit where credit is due. Mike, Bagpock, Mike Babcock behind the bench has certainly kept these guys focused. Um, youthful exuberance and a goalie who stood on his head last night certainly makes a difference. But it's 1-1 coming back to Toronto. Um, sometimes you're successful because you tend to play differently on the road and you play a tighter game. The crowd's going to be going crazy Monday night, and the natural reaction from a home team is to try and turn on the offensive guns. Um, how, do you sh- how do you see Monday night's game in terms of how the Toronto youth react to the crowd that's going to be going wild on Monday night, Butch?
3: Well, I mean, there's are two, two factors going into it that I think you need know, to you reconsider. One, everyone knows Washington's a good team, but no one fears Washington. You know, you, you don't have a defending Stanley Cup champion coming back. You know that they're playing again, and then also remember, you know, in the last week of the season, Washington, you know, came in and uh, and did a number on them in their building. So, I think you know, yeah, the, the fans will be going crazy if they're not in the suites. But um, the team is going to perform because of how the coaching staff prepares them, and, and part of the journey is that uh, no one's scared of Washington because there's some, you know, great champion, historical champion. And, and no one is scared to death of Ovechkin. Um, as great of a scorer as he is, he doesn't put the fear of God in people. Um, so I think that, you know, all the playoff game preparation that Dave Kopp and his staff and the upstairs have seen, you know, there's a certain expectation that this is supposed to be act like you belong. And what we're seeing, I believe, is a young team that is acting like they belong in the playoffs. Um it took them a while for them to decide you know, where they're going to be playing and who they're going to be playing. But I think they're seeing a, a maturity and, and a composure that's beyond their years, which is extremely important. What happens in the building in Game 3 is kind of irrelevant. One team's going to win, one team's going to lose. Then you got to go to Game 4. You don't want them to drop two as a young team at home and have to and have to go back. You're watching the momentum going back. But I think right now they're a very good team because – Washington's kicked us not out of the last week, point one. And point two, Ovechkin doesn't put the fear of God in anyone. Everyone respects him. But clearly, you know, with time off and and to be able to prep for one team, uh, they played very well. And it always helps as a goalie can play upside down.
4: Butch, the Raptors, nine straight games, opening games, losses in in the playoffs. What's happening?
3: Well, Kyle Lowry, you know, is, is... is shooting his three-point shooting percentage is 25%. It's the second all-time worst in playoff history um, with someone with over 100 attempts. We know he had the wrist surgery. Uh, he had two very pesky defenders on him, Bogdan. Um, so, you know, it's, they've been through this process before, though guys. So, you know, it's Everyone would prefer you come out and try to take care of Milwaukee in four or five games. But again, look who they have sitting on their bench. You got Jason Kidd. He's got more playoff games as a player and a coach than anyone on the roster. So and Jason's very familiar with Casey. So you know you got a coach. He's not scared of uh, of the rapper coach. Uh, he's come in this building and won before with a playoff team. So you know the issue with the day is that they've all, they've shown the maturity at least last year, to come back lose game one and come back and and win the series. So hopefully that's what they'll do again. Um, they were just unlucky. And, and when your all-star player, you know, we talked about this before, the playoffs, the problem with the playoffs is when your all-star players
2: No, sorry, Butch. I was, we we're talking to Butch Carter. Butch, uh, I was going to get into Game Two and what you anticipate that the Raptors have to do differently. But from last night's game, the parts of it that uh, I was able to watch, uh, there's 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 a there's there's a player on the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. He's he's just known as the Greek Freak. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just seemed to take over the game last night. It's just like the Raptors had no answer for him. Um, what, what, what do they do differently in game two?
3: It's, I don't know. At some point, he's got to get P.J. Tucker on him. In, in my opinion, this is the best defensive team the Raptors have ever had going into a playoff. And that defense has got to get, get P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker, in the course of time, he's been here with the trade has been able to defend the opponent's top player. And unfortunately, Kix is going to have to make a decision to get P.J. in and and take DeMar Carroll out. And that's just the way it is. It's unfortunate, but just the way it is. Um, You actually have to go around a player to help you get to the playoffs. But uh, Giannis is inspired. He's he's played inspired basketball. He had two wing players that got injured. It allowed him more time, allowed him to, to achieve a leadership role. And leaders lead by what they do, not by what they say in the NBA playoffs. And he, he is showing them that he wants to be an all-star player. And uh, they're, they're getting his best shot. And, and hopefully they don't see it in game two.
4: Butch, Indiana gave uh, Cleveland a hell of a run yesterday. They only lost by one point. What do you see in that series with Cleveland and uh, the Pacers?
3: Well, Cleveland's defense is, uh, is, is for us, to say the least. Uh, Indiana should have won that game. Um, two timeouts have the game basically were wasted. Um, just coming out of the timeout, you didn't give them a second option if they double-teamed Paul George. So instead of the timeout being useful and getting a, an unobstructed shot, um, they, Cleveland basically played his own. They blitzed Paul George with two people and three people played his own underneath. Um, it's a typical expectation, so, you know, I, I, I heard a stat that Paul George is like zero for 20 on in-the-game shots, but if he's being put in those kind of situations, as far as the play being designed on the out-of-bounds, he, he's more than likely going to be zero for 20. Um, the most important thing is to have a scheme that is the that is first option, the second option, and... Uh, there was no option. He basically just threw the ball to his best player and said, "Go save me. Cleveland kind of wrapped it and sent LeBron the double-team. He had to give the ball up, and he didn't get it back, and the guy who took the shot, you know, clanked it. So I thought he was going to play very well. They were in a position to win again.
2: talking to butch carter butch before we let you go i just want to recap uh your thoughts on on both of these series on on a go forward basis um uh, i'm still somewhat in a state of shock over the leafs performance although i'm i'm told i shouldn't be uh they seem to have matured uh so quickly beyond all expectation um and and i'm still trying to sift through what i've seen in the last two games um do the Leafs have a legitimate shot of winning this series? They
3: do, Walter. You said in the day, is, I remember, a young team loses game during the season because of right? They're not used to, you know, this game AT. So now they're in the playoffs. They're more prepared. They can lock in on one team, they can lock in on one game plan a coach gives them. Both coaches are going to adjust their game plan a little. You know, but at the end of the day, you've got you to remember, if, if that old team during the season shows up because they're young, and you're right, you made the comment right off the court, they're going to want to open up the offense, or well, do you open up the offense and then allow things to happen badly behind you? So hopefully they have the mental toughness and fortitude to stick to the game plan. But you got to remember, you know, in hockey you can, you can play great and the puck just bounced the wrong way every once in a while that won't happen to them. I believe, you know, you are seeing what potentially they were doing. It's the baseline. But clearly, in my mind, the team under the current leadership, with more time, is better prepared to manage handling a a really good hockey team. And, um, you know, Washington has lost, you know, this series before in prior years. And as I stated, Washington is a good team. No one is scared to death of them. And, uh, you know, that's the image they've built up over the last five years. Uh,
2: Butch, and I'll leave you with the last question. If you can give us a, a quick executive summary, we have to go. Uh, what level of concern should we have about the Raptors?
3: I don't think we should have any concern. Uh, Casey's been here before. The team's been there before. Um, the fact that Kyle wasn't making shots put stress on him because even though he wasn't making shots, they kept kind of getting shots to try to get him going, and it just didn't happen. And hopefully, Kyle doesn't read any of the newspapers or listening to radio shows. Mm -hmm. He just gets locked in and gets back to be some version of his old self. Um, He knows there's a challenge ahead of him. He's a free agent. It could mean a lot of money to him to get himself back on track, or he could cost himself a lot of money. So, um, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Before we go, I I want to congratulate Walter uh, on his son's uh, wedding you know it was a special day for everyone um and uh i apologize i was out of town not able to come but it was a special day and congratulations to you now.
2: thanks butch butch it's always a pleasure talking to you uh sharing your uh, insights with us on all things sports uh and uh have a fantastic day and thanks for joining us butch thanks for having me guys we gotta pray for the blue Jays. <laughs> that's Don't a topic. really <laughs> that's a that's a topic but that's a topic for our next show We'll let you go, go Butch. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. That, that of course was uh, was uh, was Butch Carter, and uh, I had to
4: throw the Jays in there. Huh?
2: <laughs> obviously, uh, j- just a, a couple of uh, quick points before we go to break. Um, uh, astounding last night. Uh, Polak, uh, Polak mm-hmm. gets hurt. They're down really to four defensemen for most of the game. They didn't really play Carrick all that much until the overtime. So in Hunwick, Riley, and Gardner. Uh, and, and Anderson, of course, they they basically backstop this team for two periods, an overtime period, and a half of an overtime period. Just remarkable,
5: yeah, remarkable.
4: They, you know what Butch is right. Uh, they don't fear the Capitals at all. At least don't care don't care who who they're playing. They they're just, they're just gonna play. Just
2: just fun to watch. The only yeah. point I won't make. We've got to move on to uh, we've got to move on to other topics. Uh, we do have something really really special we need to chat about today. Uh, but the one thing I'd like to see when, I, when, I'm, watching, when I'm watching the games in the Montreal Forum, the, the, you know, the fans just going crazy for their team. And, and, and I mean, it would be wonderful to see the Toronto fans go nuts on Monday night. I think they will. Yeah, this is a
4: different will. type of team. Yeah. For
2: it's, sure. It's going to be an exciting, exciting uh, evening Monday night, and let's hope for a good result. Anyways, I'm gonna move, we're going to move topics. We, I, I, I talked about it just when we announced the show. We've got some very special people in the studio with us. Um, I want to I want to introduce them again. Mary Neelands, uh who's the, uh, running uh, an incredibly important organization and doing some very very important work, uh, helping out people with Parkinson's. And uh, Mary works for the Parkinson Resource Center, uh, founder of the Parkinson Resource Center and uh, has implemented a program, uh, amongst other important programs, a program we really want to talk about this morning, which is called Rock Steady Boxing. It's been featured on 60 Minutes. It's been featured in the Toronto Star. It's been featured on City TV and uh, CTV. And it's doing some remarkable work with, yes. with people with Parkinson's. And we also have in studio with us Nathan Langeel, uh Shane McPhee, and Martha Johnson, Martha of Martha and the Muffins, uh, an a infamous band from the Toronto scene from, uh, from a few years back, who have Parkinson's yeah. and deal with it on a day-to-day basis, and we certainly want to chat with you about that. And sitting right next to me is Mike and, uh, and Martha's support comes from uh, her partner, Mark gone. Gain. Sorry, got it. I got it right the second yeah. time? Mark's in Martha's Corner all the time. Sitting right next to me is my co-host, Naz Marchese. And uh, this might be difficult for you, Naz, and it might be difficult for me. Um, But you wanted to do this show, and you've also been suffering from Parkinson's for a while.
4: Yeah, I was diagnosed in
2: 2008. 2008. And... And you, I know you've wanted to talk about it for a while. Um, you don't complain. You go about your daily business. And today was finally the day we decided, or you decided, that we were going to chat about your issues, your challenges, some of the people in this studio that face these challenges together with you. You are part of this rock steady Boxing program, as are Nathan and Shane and Martha, and we're going to chat about that and uh, with Mary, who put this all together. Before we go to break, Naz, um, what is it you want to say first, more, well, so, you know, more it, so than anything else?
4: The, the important thing is that I'm living with it, and we have to all live with it, and we have to move on. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing, right? And everybody has to deal with something in their life. You think about it, all the people that you've dealt with, and they, everybody has something eventually. And we have to deal with it, and I've decided to deal with it in my way, right? And uh, I've been open about it in the last few years. I've never mentioned it on the air that I have it, but that's okay. I just want to make sure that everybody perseveres and handles themselves really well. And um, we have to live with it. And Mary's put on a program with Rocksteady Boxing that's ha- that helps all of us. And it's very important we carry through. Thanks,
2: Naz. Uh, we are going to go to break right now, and when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about this very important topic with Mary, Nathan, Shane, Mark, and Martha. We'll be right back.
6: It was a rainy day when Pizzaville wondered who makes the best ponzo. After exhaustive and highly scientific research, we asked three customers and a guy named Cheech, we have concluded that Pizzaville makes the best ponzo in town. There you have it. You can't argue with facts. Maybe I should run for president. Call Pizzaville for a ponzo at 7363636, not 7363636.
7: There's an old saying. Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigobon Carly, the
1: intelligent choice.
8: Experience the difference that makes Alta
1: Infinity the captain's choice. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Nas and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio.
2: Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto, you can also tune us in on 96.7 FM. Or if you're internet streaming, you can also find us at uh, we we're just, just before the break, we, uh, we were chatting with, uh, with, with you, Naz, and uh, just uh, a reminder to our listeners that we're, uh, we're doing something special this morning. Uh, um, we're doing uh, something to talk about Parkinson's disease. Um, Naz, you have Parkinson's. Uh, you're brave enough. To talk about it this morning, and and you have my uh, sincere respect for doing that. We also have in studio Mary Neelands, who's doing some remarkable work in the Parkinson's community in Canada. We have Nathan. I'm going to drop the last names now. I'm just going to call you Nathan, Shane, Mark, and Martha. Martha, Martha and the Muffins. <laughs> Sorry, Martha. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to F- say famous that famous song, Echo Beach. right? But uh, <laughs> certainly, uh, Naz, I know uh, you don't talk about it much. In fact, you don't talk about it at all. And I remember the day um, you—you've been diagnosed for a long time—and I remember the day you posted it on Facebook, and I was sort of caught—caught uh, caught by surprise. Uh, I didn't know. I had no idea. Um, and I guess that's a testament to your courage, and it's a testament to the fact that you're not looking for anybody's sympathy. But you are, you are I think, want to do something, and you want to put the message out uh, of what this is and what can be done about it. And there's an interesting program that you're involved with, with Mary as our uh, – uh, all of you that are in studio with us this morning. It's called Rock Steady Boxing. And uh Naz, Mary, tell us a little bit about uh tell us a little bit about this program and Mary, if you get an opportunity to tell us about the work you're doing with the Parkinson
4: Resource Center. Well it's a tough workout, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Shane's put me through the uh ropes a few times. He's an instructor too and Shane uh has Parkinson's also, right? So Community. Yeah, maybe,
2: maybe we should just start off. Yeah. And maybe Mary, you can help out with this. Uh, you know, maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all think that we are, but maybe some people aren't. And you know, Parkinson's is a is a neurological disease. Right. I guess a disease. I can yeah. call it a disease. Yeah. And it affects uh, people's coordination. It affects their. It's 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 the one that Michael Fox has. Mm-hmm. The the, mo- yes. the famous people some that have people it. Know it. Yeah. Michael Fox and Muhammad Ali. It causes mm-hmm. tremors and it causes, you know, uh, difficulty in speech, walk, whatever. Tell us a little bit about what Parkinson's is. Parkinson's mm-hmm. is. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing about it in Canada okay. to help people.
9: Sure. Um, so Parkinson's, you're right. Michael J. Fox is the first thing that comes to most people's mind, and the other thing that comes to most people's minds is that it's a, the tremor it's a physical disease that said it as you mentioned it's a, a degenerative neurological disease and it's it results it's based from a lack of dopamine and what happens is the four main symptoms are lack of um, or reduced mobility lack of speed in movement the tremor is one of them, and balance, how it affects the balance. Those are all motor symptoms, and that's what most people think of. There are also a lot of non-motor symptoms, anxiety, depression, um, uh, speech is also affected. There are cognitive uh, symptoms for a number of people with Parkinson's. But the thing about Parkinson's is it's different for everybody. So how the 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 way that uh, Parkinson's progresses for one person might be very, very different for another. And one of the things that affects that progression is how you deal with it and how you treat it. So that's where Rocksteady comes in as one of the m- ways that people can deal with it, exercise.
2: Well, you know, one, you would have thought, you know, from us people that aren't, um, I guess, up, up to speed or with the proper, you know, we don't, because I'm not exposed to it uh, now that it, I, I am with my friend. Uh, i have become more sensitive to it. Um, you think, okay, what's what are the medical solutions? What's the drug? Is they're going? Are they going to find a drug to cure it? And the concept that people with Parkinson's go in and start they don't. I mean, they're not boxing and hit each other in the face, but they're they're playing. They're hitting bags and they're, mm-hmm. you know, they got boxing gloves on and right. they're they, they're in the ring, and that's all. It's almost counterintuitive, in the sense that well, they're suffering. Uh, something that impairs their ability to do that, but yet you're forcing them to do that. Tell us the whole concept behind Rocksteady Boxing.
9: So in 2006, um, Rocksteady originated in the U.S., in Indianapolis. So there was uh, somebody there, Scott Newman, who had young-onset Parkinson's, and he, as with many people with young-onset, felt like this shouldn't be affecting me this young. I got uh, depressed started to become isolated, withdrawn. And a friend of his who was a boxer looked into Parkinson's and recognized that a lot of the symptoms, uh, balance, uh, mobility, speed of movement and so on, as a boxer, he said, you know what, boxing drills, boxing Mm -hmm. exercise can address a lot of these things. We work on these in the gym. So he designed the program, a boxer, and then got physiotherapists and other medical professionals involved to assist with the development as it, as it continued over the years. So it's been around more than 10 years now. There's over 300 affiliates um, internationally. We were the first Canadian affiliate in Toronto, but now there's more in uh, Canada as well. And the reason that boxing works is it's non-contact, <laughs> so you're right, they aren't getting hit in the head, in the face, anywhere at all, but they're wearing the gloves, so people with Parkinson's are wearing the gloves, and they do go in the ring, they, uh, the coach puts on padding, and they hit the focus mitts, And but the, the main thing is that they work on boxing drills, so mm-hmm. agility, balance, speed, and so on
2: i want to get uh I want to get Nathan Shane, and Martha involved in the show now um and you're all participating in this what i call fascinating fascinating program um Nathan you're young yeah. you're not you're not what i and forgive me because no, I right. might be ignorant and you're you're here to educate me yeah uh you seem too young for somebody to have parkinson's you're 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 you got it when you' were, we were chatting before you got it when you were thirty eight years old you're now 41 years old, uh, and we were talking about they didn't have to diagnose it for you. You knew you had it. That's correct. What, tell, us how, tell us how that came about, and uh, if you can just move up to the mic oh, just sure. a little bit. Um, tell us about what it's like for a 38-year-old to diagnose himself with Parkinson's.
5: Um, it was uh, not a shock because I was a health care aide, and then I was a personal support worker. So I worked with a lot of people with different... Diseases and disabilities. So, um, Parkinson's was what I knew I had once I was uh, sleeping in my bed and my feet were moving by themselves. And um, then after that, I went to the doctor and then we uh, did some testing with just my hands and stuff. And we both came up with uh, Parkinson's. And then I went to the neurologist after my wonderful MRI that I had and. Uh, and they said you have Parkinson's. So.
2: I, want, I, and, uh, uh, I want to ask and, you know, uh, you, you sometimes seem like obvious questions and I'm not trying to insult and, you know, I have to pretend that you're, you're here to educate me and you're here to educate our listeners. Um, at the age of 38, and I, I'm not sure so sure age makes that much difference when you find out you have something like this. And it, it's not a life, it's not a life sentence in the sense it's not life-threatening. Uh, but it is life altering and 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 I want to explore obviously you 're dealing with the physical aspect of it and you know i 'm going to ask nathan then i 'm going to go over i 'm going to ask Shane and Martha the same thing from an emotional point of view um, How do you deal with that
5: um day by day i guess uh, there 's a lot of um support for my wife and my three kids and yeah that 's uh huge. I have definitely support.
10: Shane? Uh, I've, I've got support all around me, family, friends. Um, and you're? you're I'm, I'm a young. I'm a young, young 60? I was just going to say I'm a young 60 very much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I make the best of life every day. And uh, it's, it's its a challenge. There's no question about it's a challenge. And you often wonder every morning you wake up, what's the next day going to be like? But then I'm thankful I'm waking up. And I enjoy every day. And I enjoy being around my friends. And being at city has been a phenomenal change in my life. And seeing people that are working with NAS, working with other people in the, the classes, uh, it's, a, it's a great boost for myself, too. So even though I'm dealing with it, they can relate to that I'm dealing with it. It helps also uh, buy into the, the fact that we're doing these drills together. As Mary mentioned, it's not all just whacking each other with gloves and, uh, as boxers. It's the drills, the drills that we can use in our everyday life that make a big difference. Uh, emotionally, my 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 uh, emotions are right on the edge, right on the edge all the time. Mm. I, I could break down and cry in a second. That's just the way I am, and uh, uh, that's, but that's life. Life goes on, and it's uh, it's a disease i have accustomed to, to dealing with, and I'm, I've accepted it. And I didn't want to waste time feeling sorry for myself. And uh, as Naz mentioned, we carry on, and we fight. So uh, while boxers fight in the ring, we fight when we step out of the ring also, too. We're fighting every day. So our fight isn't over. It's a, it's a challenge every day, but it's, it's worth it.
2: Inspiring. Martha?
11: Um, <clears throat> I think the t- main thing is that we ha- have to adapt every day. It's a very up-and-down disease to have. And... Uh, and we have, have a, a lot of support from people around us. And uh, that's what gets us through the day, gets us through the years. And uh, I was diagnosed uh, 16 years ago. And, um, I mean, I've had to give up performing, but I've, I'm still writing songs. I'm still working with other people, collaborating and doing a lot of creative things. And I, stu- Mark and I work together, doing a lot of uh, keeping our business going. And we reissue, reissue all, our older albums, just reissued one recently. And um, raising money for uh, mm-hmm. for um, yeah. for Brock Steady as well, so you keep active and you just have a positive attitude, and Rock Steady boxing has just helped me so much. I was looking for something a year ago that I could be exercising but enjoying at the same time and feel that I was doing it in an active, aggressive kind of way rather than a sort of Mamby pamby kind of way.
2: Martha, I I, I got to ask you, and uh, you know, from from this this side of the desk, uh, you know, you had some success. You continue to have some success as a, uh, you know, as a singer and a band member and mm-hmm. doing what you did. And you know, you had an international hit. That's an accomplishment. It's a serious accomplishment. Uh, and you know, when when Nas said that Martha Johnson's coming on the show. Uh, And then he said, Martha of Martha and the Muffins. Mm. Um, You know, it brought a smile to my face. Um, It's a unique band. It's a unique name. Uh, (laughs) And and it's a unique brand. And then he told me that you have Parkinson's. And it sort of, I said, wow. Uh, And I'll be quite honest with you. The first question that came to me is, um, and forgive me because, you know, w- you know we, we had this chat before. It's, 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 sometimes it's very difficult for the person who doesn't have the Parkinson's to interact because you, you want to be sensitive in the types of questions that you ask. And you don't want to be offensive. But it, w- the one thing you guys have already educated about, you've educated me about, is stop trying to be so sensitive. Mm-hmm. Just treat me like a human being yeah we right? Right. and you know i've already learned something from all of you already uh, but uh, uh has it and the first question came to my mind and is has it affected your voice
11: uh definitely it has affected my voice i'm i i was doing a um we did a tribute show um about 2 years ago and uh, i did perform at that and I, I found that for live singing it's 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 very difficult because um I mean, once, I, once I'm on stage, I can still sing. And I do sing, I record things for, for demos and that sort of thing. Uh, but the, I did a solo album in 2013. But since about 2013, I've found that my voice is weaker because it's harder to get the strength out of my voice. But I can be, be pretty loud. But the control is is more difficult to find because in my speech, you can probably even hear it now, I have a kind of a, a, a halted kind of way of speaking and sometimes I can't get words out. Singing is better, actually. Actually, if I could sing this whole interview, it would be a lot be smoother <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, I could try. <laughs> I'd mean, love to hear
2: you do a little echo bay before we're, we're, we we finish. Beach. <laughs> echo beach sorry. Yeah.
11: Yeah. And, uh But um, it, so it's changed my 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 uh my singing and my. But I'm still so creative. I I find other ways. I always enjoyed writing songs more than singing them, actually, <laughs> because the, that's the creative side and expressing myself and. And working with other people by collaborating with a lot of young songwriters, singer songwriters. And uh, I'm still very involved in, in the music industry and music business and making music. So, uh, and you know, you know, we're all the same people on the inside as we always were. Sometimes the outer, the outer um, expression is, is different and, and people get used to that. I, I, I have uh, one of my sim- symptoms is, is freezing, where I, I, c- I can't move. I'm stuck in one spot, and when an elevator door opens or something, I have a trouble going through or going through a doorway. And people are so kind, they're always helping me by, you know, holding the door for me. And I go, please don't hold the door for me. It makes me more anxiety because I've got, you know, all these people waiting for me. But, but it really does t- take the support of a lot of other people t- to uh, get you through the day.
2: I want to get the perspective of somebody else uh, and uh, your business partner, life partner. Mark, step, step up to the mic. Hello. <laughs> how are you, Mark? Of course, uh, I'm good. You, thanks, Wally. Uh, you've been together with Martha for
7: uh, how long? Since 1981, yeah. uh, as a partner. Partner. And the
11: band started 40 years ago.
7: And okay. a partner? Yeah, it's actually 40 years old. This May and that the band started. We you yeah. were in nursery school. <laughs>
11: <laughs> no, no. No. Fair enough,
7: Mark. I want to ask you because, you know, uh,
2: from the perspective of of someone. Uh, Living with someone with Parkinson's well. How does this how does this impact you?
7: Well, I think in many respects uh, the Rocksteady program is a saving grace for both the people that have Parkinson's and their caregivers because you know as you can imagine there's a lot of uh, pressures and anxiety around being a caregiver and uh, I think once we started going to Rocksteady, I felt uh, a lot happier about the situation there's something about the community i mean it's a very mm-hmm. it's a very tight community we got there's a lot of um uh, means by which we get to know each other like the the sessions start out where there's a question of the day which actually is designed to get to know other people like you know what's the most important thing that happened to you in your childhood or something might be a typical question and over the year um, you get to know everybody quite well and there's something about the the group participation Um, you see other caregivers you go you know this we're not alone here we're not alone as people with the disease and we're not alone as the people trying to take care of those people with the disease and that's a very positive thing
2: well certainly thanks for your thanks for your thoughts Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of more, a lot, not more important, a lot of important stuff we still have to talk about. And we have some more time left on the show, but we've got to go to break right now. And uh, when we, just before we go to break, uh, Nathan, I want to go back to you. Uh, uh, you're wearing a T-shirt today that I asked some questions about earlier. It says Nathan's Walk. Tell us a little bit about Nathan's Nathan's Walk.
5: It's to raise $25,000 for Parkinson's research and um, support the Rocksteady and the Parkinson Resource Centre and uh, the Canadian Parkinson Society. And uh, I want uh, people to walk with me. So it's a community walk for uh, 7,500 kilometres. So if you're out there walking around, collect your kilometres and uh, Facebook them to me so I can... uh, put them in and, we'll and if all they have to a,
2: find you on facebook where do they find you
5: uh mary Mary's oh mary i'll I'll, yeah, I'll get all that info yeah, from you yeah,
2: afterwards, for sure mary. okay well we'll uh because there's certainly we want to put out to our listeners that uh you know there there's there's a lot of way a lot of ways people can help and there's various sites they can go to various places they can contribute and uh uh you know what we're on that train of thought. I have a bad habit of forgetting my train of thought before the show ends, so why don't we just talk about that now? If people want to help out uh, financially or otherwise, how would they do it, Mary?
9: Um, the Rocksteady Boxing Program is run and operated by the Parkinson's Resource Centre. So we launched that as a nonprofit, and we're now a registered charity. So Parkinson's Resource Centre, um, hopefully we can post maybe the website, some links but you can uh it's www.parkinsonsresourcecenter.org and there (laughs) excuse me there are ways to donate right um on that website we also have a facebook page for parkinson's resource center rocksteady boxing toronto has a facebook page and nathan's walk is also on there moving together for parkinson's
2: fantastic anyways we've got to go to break and uh we've been talking some special people in the studio Mary Neelands, Nathan Langill, Shane McPhee, Mark Gain, and Martha Johnson, and my good friend and co-host, Naz Marchese. We've been talking about Parkinson's, and we'll be right back after the break.
6: It was a rainy day when Pizzaville realized that people may not know how many different kinds of ponzos Pizzaville makes. You can go Italian if you like a sausage. You can go Hawaiian if you like ham and pineapple. And you can go Canadian if you like bacon, beer, and hockey. We can build a ponzo that speaks your language. No matter where you are from. Call Patesville at 736-3636 or visit
0: patesville.ca. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive. We'll likely save you money, too. But the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics. On time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey.
1: Woodbridge. Woodbridge.
8: This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number seven auto mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the
1: captain's choice. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio.
2: Well, uh, good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. It's a bright, sunny morning in Toronto and... Uh, most people in the GTA are, are happy this morning. Uh, some people aren't happy by the Raptors' result, but the hockey fans are ecstatic. And as uh, uh, an incredibly credible performance from our young team, and uh, they've got a couple of games lined up this week—Monday and Wednesday—should be a fascinating week. Uh, if uh, somehow these uh, these young guns can keep it going, uh, certainly bringing a lot of energy back to the Toronto hockey fans. We've been talking this morning about Parkinson's. In studio with me is Mary Neelands, who's doing some great work with the Parkinson Resource Center, involved in a great program called Rock Steady Boxing. I have some people in studio with with me this morning who have Parkinson's. Nathan, Shane, Martha, and a partner, Mark, who helps Martha all the way in all of her tasks. Naz, um, you found out in 2008 that you yep. had Parkinson's. Yes. You haven't advertised it. Um, you don't talk about it. Really publicly, I would sense, until today.
4: Um, how do you deal with it? Well, I just decided to move on with my life and just made it, made sure that every day is. Another day, and how Doesn't did you know
2: long. how did you know you had parkinson's? How'd you find out How'd you suspect um, what were the early symptoms?
4: Well, I was telling Nathan this morning when we were on the way down how we were diagnosed and he was uh, he knew he knew himself, but I didn't know for sure. I was going in my pocket of my jacket one time at a hockey game, and i couldn't I was shaking right I said, this is not normal and that's I that was to the your doctor. first sign yeah that was it
2: and um when, the, when that happened at the hockey game, um, did you just pass it off and say, oh, well, it's, maybe I had too much coffee or whatever, and then I, when did it happen again after that? It was just—it was nonstop after that?
4: It would happen periodically. It wasn't a big thing, right? But I had to go get it checked out, and then I was diagnosed, and I had Parkinson's.
2: And how did, uh, you know, we all, when something happens uh, physically, um, to human beings, there's all, there's always the physical manifestation and the physical symptoms. Uh, but what doesn't get talked about um, and what sometimes is just as debilitating, certainly in the initial stages of any disease, is the emotions that you have to deal with. Um, and a doctor once explained to me one time the toughest question he has to answer to patients, because I had to ask him this question one time: um, Why me? Why now? Uh, and unfortunately, doctors sometimes don't have answers to those questions. Um, in the initial parts, in the initial time, um, what did it do to your spirit, to your emotions? How did you? How did you well, when manage I- to deal with? Um,
4: the whole thought process of coming to grips with it. The toughest part was when uh, I was diagnosed, and the doctor very was seemed insensitive to it all. Mm-hmm. It was like, <laughs> "Here, you have Parkinson's," yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm by myself in a in an office. I go, "What the heck just happened here?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, like, yeah. same thing to me. Same thing to you, Mark. Yeah. And that was the toughest part right at the beginning, and. Uh, yeah, it was depressing. It was a lot of depression back then. For me, well, my, you, you also? yeah, the
11: same happened to me. And the, the neurologist, I think it was a Friday afternoon. He was anxious to get off off work and uh, you know go to his golf game or whatever he, he was going to do. And and I asked him questions like such as um, you know, will, will I be in a wheelchair for some time? Because I didn't know much about the disease. And he said, Well, you might be, you know. And uh, and he just sort of dismissed me, you know. And I was, I was alone. I'd gone to the appointment alone because Mark's, Mark's father had actually passed away the week before, And uh, I, I just ha- had to get home on the subway somehow, and I could hardly walk because the emotions had mm. f- f- made me freeze, and, and which was a, a very a later symptom that came. But I was so, so emotionally struck, in fact, oh. I'm so feeling the emotions again, you know, just, just talking about it, it was such a, 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 a discouraging experience.
2: And, Naz, um, uh, oh, sorry, Mary, go ahead, well, I please. I was just
9: going to say, we, we, when uh, somebody joins the Rocksteady program, we do an assessment, basically an intake to see what level of class they should be at. But I would say that story about the diagnosis and how um, frustrating, depressing, frightening, negative mm-hmm. that experience is, is almost universal.
11: Mm-hmm.
9: And one of the things we hear is that I'm so glad we found this program because mm. now I have some hope. Mm. And that's a, a, that's a word we hear a lot. Mm. Um, the, uh, Mark and Naz uh, mentioned the community as well. So sense of community, sense of hope, and feeling like you're not alone in dealing with this mm. and feeling like you have some control um, given back to you is a message that we hear a lot from the boxers. Because otherwise, the the last thing you hear from a neurologist is usually... Yeah, it's a chronic degenerative neurological disorder, and there's no cure. So that doesn't give you a lot of hope. It mm-hmm. doesn't give you a lot of hope. But
11: give, you you know, the, give the positive side, too. You know, there are programs like Rocksteady Boxing. And yeah. yeah. Never, yeah. That. never
9: that. No, and that's why we, we launched the PRC, the Parkinson's Resource Center, because you want to be that location that somebody can go to and say, no, no, it's not that bad. And as Naz and everybody has been saying, you just move on. It's something just like diabetes, arthritis, something that you can live with and and live well.
2: I just want to go through a couple of of facts that I dug up in my research. Uh, um, There's over 100,000 people in Canada right now um, who have Parkinson's. Their average age is 60. In the next 12 years that number will increase to 160,000. So it's mm-hmm. going to go up by more than 50%, 60%, and it's just going to get higher and higher. And correct me if I'm wrong, but um, they don't really know the cause. No. Uh, they have no way of predicting whether you're going to get it or not. Um, there are, from what I've read, there's, there may be some Parkinson's genes or whatever, but they can't predict whether mm-hmm. you're going to get Parkinson's. Uh, if you have... Parkinson's, the chances that you're going to pass it on to your children are slightly higher, but not statistically significant. Uh, They suspect some environmental factors, but they don't know. So what that means is we don't know. Nobody knows who's going to get it. And it could be that one day, like Naz said, he's in a hockey arena. He tries to go put something in his pocket, and he's not physically able to do it. And so we do know that there's going to be a lot more people in Canada, which is where we're concerned about. That's mm-hmm. where the funding that we're worried about. Around the world, but the Rocksteady Boxing Program, um, it's got a long waiting list already. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that.
9: Um, well, as we mentioned earlier, uh, we're the first affiliate in Canada, and. Right away, we started getting calls and emails and queries, and they haven't stopped. So it's been a year and a half of uh, responding to people, trying to expand the program. So we started with one location and one coach, and our coaches are amazing. They're personal trainers, boxers, fighters. They've got a lot of uh, different experience in fitness and health, but it's hard to find the right coach who's going to really get excited about participating in a program working with people with Parkinson's at different levels as well. So everybody around this table is at a fairly early stage in terms of um, what they can do in the gym. We have calls and emails from people at all stages, so young onset in their 20s and 30s, um, right through to people using assistive devices, walkers, wheelchairs in their 80s and 90s. And so there are a lot of people who would like to participate in this program, some in the GTA, even though our classes are pretty much full, And we're trying to expand and raise funds for that, and some outside of the GTA. So we have heard of other locations and affiliates launching, and the the program is growing across Ontario as well, and and Canada.
2: We've run the end of our time. I warned you guys before we started, we weren't going to get in anywhere near everything that we wanted to talk about, but I think we talked about some very important things today. Uh, I certainly want to thank Mary. Thank you. Nathan, Thank you. Shane, Thanks. For thank you. Mark. Thank you. Martha. You're welcome.: Thank you for coming in. Thank <clears throat> you for sharing your experiences with me and our listeners. Thank you for educating me. And my last thanks is simply to my co-host, Naz. Thank you for your courage. I want everybody to know out there, Naz comes in here every Sunday morning. He goes about his business. And he never complains. Um, You're a very courageous man, Ness. Thank you very much. Thank you. To all our listeners, have a fantastic week. We'll be back again next Sunday morning.
0: Go Leafs go. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.